Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the Catherine B. Roy Show, where passion meets profit and dreams turn into flourishing businesses. I'm your host, Catherine B. Roy. I'm thrilled to introduce you to extraordinary high achievers, Nobel Peace Prize and Emmy winners, Premier League and NFL players, best-selling authors, seven-figures business owners, coaches, consultants, therapists, and a plethora of brilliant minds. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to making our world a better place. Expect inspiration, practical tools, and positivity. But that's not all. In the spirit of growth, don't forget to explore the valuable resources shared in the episode description. Whether you're here to learn or collaborate, this podcast has something special just for you. My guest today is Dr. Vanja Bokan Popovich. Vanya is a dynamic scholar practitioner, seasoned author, and committed facilitator with two decades of international experience. Integrating evidence based scientific methods with intuitive inquiry, Vanya invites others to enter the depths of their inner worlds to affect outer transformation. Her approach, rooted in neuroscience and time tested practices, centers on experiential learning. With a keen focus on the interplay between intellect and intuition, Vanya invites others to embrace a holistic approach to personal and professional growth, navigating the complexities of life with creativity and purpose. Let's dive in. Welcome, Vanya. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you today? I'm very excited. So thank you for having me here. It's such a privilege to exchange ideas and just delve into this topic with you and your audience. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. Um, would you like to share a little bit about your story first so that my audience can get to know you a little bit better, please? I would love to. Most people can say that I'm a recovering New Yorker and someone who was so passionate about living in New York City. I arrived there at the age of 24 and stayed in New York for almost 10 years. And that's one of those cities that really exemplifies life force and achievement and lots of rational thought. Uh, but in reality, I'm a scientist by training and a mystic by birth. And what I mean by that, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very interesting fusion of an artistic life, of a truly felt life filled with awe and inspiration and creativity and exploration while at the same time, really appreciating the rational mind, the structure, uh, the, the, the precision and agility that science gives. Mm -hmm. So in today's world, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this later, it's really a mix that is future fit. So your story is truly inspirational. And I love the fact that you actually use both aspects creativity and and the rational mind but we, we will for sure agree we live in a very complex or complicated world um would you like to elaborate a little bit about this because i purposely said complex or uh complicated what is the difference and how how we can cope with this uh in this times of uncertainty i have to say Complexity is something that we have been seeing and experiencing with the rise of the pandemic. So speaking from the year of 2020 onwards, we are all meeting the world every day that brings up so much uncertainty, so much anxiety, so many unpredictable things, which really affect our mental state, our well-being, our financial state, our goal planning, all of these things that really internally we require to be 
somehow predictable to know that the sun will rise tomorrow and that we will go to work or do whatever we need to do. Um, while on the other hand, we learn throughout our life what complicated means. It means having entanglements. It means trying to solve issues, trying to solve problems. And this really goes hand in hand. Since you just asked me about my past, um, I come from the Balkans. Mm -hmm. And my past was very much tainted by wars, by becoming a child refugee at the age of 10, uh, by moving numerous times, moving from one continent to the other and so forth. And at that time, my life was complicated so many times, as many as many of us have to do daily. Uh, there were struggles, there was depression, there was inability to meet the internal forces that were somehow really deepening towards the dark end while trying to persevere in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can call complicated. Mm -hmm. However, from the year 2020 onwards, what we're seeing is an emerging property of this complicated, complicated world, which is somehow now complex. And what I, but what I mean by that, there is this really elegant definition, and it comes from the past, from the 19th century. And it says that complexity is something that is very difficult to analyze. Mm. Today, we are living the world of global interconnectivity, mm. the world of constant access to information and to our biological inability to really follow through with everything, which leads to overwhelm on one end, but on the other, it also brings up so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. So to summarize, the difference between complicated and complex mm -hmm. is somewhat similar to emergence of artificial intelligence in the world of internet search as we know it. Mm. This is so deep. I actually never thought about it, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> Now you, yeah, now you put me in a position of deep thinking. So I think this interview is going I to think about it all the time. <laughs> like, you know, like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's, that's true. But what you mentioned with your background, which is very similar to mine, that has to be a huge transformation in life that we actually lived through to become who we are today, right? Um, and if we dive a little bit deeper in, there has to be an intuitive side. And also, as you mentioned, when you shared your story, you're using both sides, sides now, I can say, of brain. So can you elaborate a little bit more about this, uh, not just in terms of complexity and uh, um, what, what you just mentioned? If, if you see I'm confused now because my brain is rethinking what you just said, and it's opening completely new horizon, but... Where is that gentle connection between our intuitive side and our whole brain approach mm -hmm. to the situation which you just mentioned? I'm so grateful that you named this. In transformational learning, we say we're facing a disorienting dilemma. Mm -hmm. When information that is presented to us really makes us stop and rethink, mm -hmm. it's at the heart of transformational learning mm -hmm. at the same time is at the heart of personal transformation. Mm -hmm. So as many of us have experienced, and some of us are experiencing it now, we get to the point in life where things don't make sense, where we have depleted all the resources that we have used to cope. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by coping, I mean the difficult things, uh, those more difficult things that we're unaware of, 
mm-hmm. and uh, to really get through life. And suddenly we get to the point that none of it works anymore. And that we somehow feel that we're under a tidal wave exactly. of the future that is coming and we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it causes us to collapse. I personally had collapsed in New York City in 2011, which was just one year before I left New York City, to really ask myself, who am I? Because I remember very clearly, I was 30 years old at the time, and I remember very clearly who I was at the age of 10, right before the civil war in Bosnia started. Mm-hmm. I was creative. I was in touch with myself. I was competing in sports. I was writing poetry. I was acting. I was really involved in, communi- in community activities. Uh, I was eager to meet the world. I was just one of those things. And when you think of your higher self, my higher self was present mm-hmm. when I was 10 mm-hmm. years old. But then the war came mm-hmm. and everything else stopped. Mm-hmm. And the following years just seemed to be adding on, adding on more seriousness, more abandonment at the expense of creativity, at the expense of all this this richness that exists within a human. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a lot of survival, a lot of coping, a lot of really high ambitions. I was a competitive athlete in college. When I I arrived to the United States, I played collegiate water polo, division one and division two. And as you know, in sports, it's always mind over matter. So you're constantly breaking those personal limits in your thinking, in your performance. You're often abandoning the body at the sake of, for the sake of achievement. And so what had happened to me when I was 30 years old is that my world collapsed. Mm-hmm. My body could not do it anymore. My spirit could not do it anymore. And I was met with a very deep silence, which said, your life is a lie. And that was freeing while at the same time being very terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it's this deep place of recognition. I'm just waving at all of us who are feeling the same way at this time. This is what we can call within the framework of transform- for transformational learning, a disorienting dilemma. Mm-hmm. When something is emerging, we don't know what it is, yet our all life hasn't really left us yet and our new life hasn't really arrived the true 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 mystical liminal space right now where we're at as the world and and many communities and global community we're facing so many of these disorienting dilemmas Mm -hmm. and so what we are seeing and what's truly exciting at this time is that on one end we have the emergence of artificial intelligence on the technological level which is such a strong jump, such a stark contrast to what internet searches have been so far and what what even we can conceive at this moment. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, what really gets me excited (laughs) is that on the other hand, we have the emergence of psychedelic research and psychedelic use for therapeutic, therapeutic psychedelic use, again, going live stream, mainstream, so on the technological level, artificial intelligence is entering the space. Psychedelics are entering the space on the biological level. And it's unstoppable. And why this is important? It's hugely important for our biology, for our actions, for our goals, for really asking who we are, our natural questions. Who are we? Where did we come from? And where are we going? 
especially at this time of global disorientation. So why this is important? It is important because how I came to recover myself into the next stage was really by going deep within, by healing my traumas, by reconnecting to my creativity, reconnecting to my gifts, by surrounding myself with people who were healing, whose presence was healing. Today we say those are core regulators, people with whom we can achieve the impossible, we can celebrate the greatness, we can cry, we can suffer together, we can rise together. Um, but at the time, it was really my, 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 my little quest for, for healing was a life's quest. And today, what, what this has brought me to is to really deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate the deep wisdom, the deep knowledge of the body, the, the ability to be one with life, to feel life, to feel the music, to enjoy arts, to bring up life within and without, and to contribute to the world by being who we are. And so why this is important, it is largely important because the ways that we are used to solve the problems, which have been typically male-dominated, left brain thinking, rational, very statistical, very rigid in its ways. Don't work anymore. Oh, it's not working anymore. Because these problems that we're facing, they are not falling, the solutions are not in the left brain, in the left brain thinking. And so what we're facing right now, artificial intelligence on the technological level, psychedelic centering mainstream on the biological level, mm -hmm. just imagine the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by possibilities, I'm thinking about the ability of humans to overcome trauma, to overcome suffering, to really connect to intuition, to body wisdom, to all those beautiful right brain capacities, which handle complexity. Mm -hmm. So to really bring this to the point, our left brain thinking does not and cannot comprehend complexity. It cannot come up with creative solutions. It cannot go deep into what is, and the worst of all, it cannot be with what is. It can only assume, make predictions, and rely on past certainties. So what is required from us to be future fit, but not just future fit, I'm, I'm sure you will agree to be present fit, to be now fit, is really to embrace our wholeness and to understand that our wholeness is the path to love, is the path to belonging, is the path to healing, and is the path to unlimited creativity. And that is the function of the right thing. You just shared, first of all, deeply touched my heart. And I believe a lot of people in my audience will definitely resonate with everything. There are several very important things which you mentioned before we go further. Um, First of all, our origin, uh, where we uh, were born and everything that was happening during the 90s, uh, left um, a traumatic bond to who we truly are. That's for sure. But I don't be think that people are aware of that. I was interviewing Dr. James Hart. Uh, the interview will be out soon, and he is 
amazing. He's using electricity as a therapy to increase awareness and consciousness and to activate several segments in our mind, which you just mentioned. And this is a beautiful connection to that story. He even mentioned that through genetics, our traumas are passed on unless we actually heal that and uh, finish the cycle. So uh, when we talk about that, uh, obviously there are different levels of consciousness and awareness. And obviously we are all uh, teached in the system, in the society, that we need to think, that we need to solve problems, that we need to work in a system and all of that is from that masculine aspect and that side of the brain. While, as you mentioned, complexity can't be resolved that way. And I lived through the same transformation, maybe in a different way. And I went through that moment when my life meant like just what is going on? This is not me. I want to change. And I need to change and transform and actually be myself. You shared such a deep wisdom about this. And I think we need to address it a little bit more. Because you know my book is named Live From Your Heart and Mind. And that's that inner connection with our mind, which is the greatest source for everything in this world. But I don't believe that leadership led by masculine principles without involvement of the heart can get us somewhere meaningful. So in the world right now, (laughs) that is what is happening in the world right now. What are your thoughts about that? If we use the whole brain capacity and we can do that and we reconnect with our feelings and our emotions and and our heart, what do you think are actually possibilities and can we be on the highest potential to be whoever we desire to be and achieve whatever we desire to be and still be in peace and having joy in life or you believe that's utopia? What an incredible question. And this is why I love science so much. Even when we use this right brain, left brain model, we're still playing in the in the left brain, in the left brain thinking. And it just shows us how incredibly important our structural capabilities are to really understand the structure of things, to use models to explain things, but also to be aware that models are just that, they're models. They're used for our inner world to attach to something and to create meaning. So they're more like orientation points. They're more like compass points, more like North Star, to use the right brain terminology there. Mm -hmm. And um, what really gets me excited is how magical science is and how much I appreciate. I don't know if you're aware, most people aren't. There is a whole study on multidimensionality of the brain. And I'm talking, this is hardcore science. These are hardcore statistics. <laughs> These are mathematical computations. So when we use the word multidimensional, we're not only using terms to describe levels of consciousness. We're also using words to describe our biological reality. This is our biological reality. And 
again, why I love science so much. I just returned from a huge conference in Oxford where the biggest names, the truly historical titans, people who have shaped the field of somatic history, the rebels in science gathered and shared with us wisdom. And trust me when I say it, because that's what they were saying the entire time we were not in Oxford, our neurobiology is hierarchical. There is a hierarchy of things. And when we follow the natural hierarchy that nature has really gifted us with, we enter this massive capacity to connect with ourselves, with others, with our environment. People who are grounded, embodied, are safe people. We mm. become safe harbors for others. Mm. And then they also can ground and connect. And this is so important because safety is the first factor that has to be present. It's the condition that has to be present for connection to appear. Once we have the connection, then we can access our higher order thinking skills. And just imagine, just imagine the possibility and probability and inevitability of the world in way we had in which we have more leaders who are grounded and present and connected and respect other people's dignity. Mm. That's huge. And yeah, this is no science. Kind. Yes. And this is science and visioning combined. So, so what gets me truly excited, what really gets me excited is the ability to merge the worlds, to really bring in the world of energetic science and to bring in the world of healing and to bring in all of these beautiful things that exist in that world, mm -hmm. while also accessing scientific paradigm and really respecting the interplay in between the two. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, all the wisdom traditions talk about the same thing. <laughs> and even if we filter down to Carl Jung, to James Hillman, to the newer leaders like Lawrence Hillman, these are the voices that have been talking about this for, for years, following the voices that have been present for millennia. Mm -hmm. So if we really want to tune in, mm -hmm. and if we really, really, really want to be present with what is happening in the world nowadays, even though it's complicated and complex, and most of the times we don't really understand what's happening, mm -hmm. really connecting to our core humanity mm -hmm. with ourselves and with others puts us in connection with what we call natural intelligence mm -hmm. and that i don't think we can ever grasp the greatness of mm -hmm. nature mm -hmm. so there there i rest my case science mm -hmm. actually what the true awakening means um okay i'm officially in love with what you're just saying <laughs> and not only that but i'm happy like I'm on the seventh sky now uh, because someone who is same origin as me is actually sharing what I've been trying to share so many years after my healing in 2008. Because before that, I was complete geek and science, 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 science. While now you are connecting to very beautiful things. Science mm -hmm. can comprehend and understand 
inner limitations of our own minds based on previous results and hypotheses, which someone else actually said. But if we increase the potential of our mind capacity, we can explain more because our brain needs explanations. While, as you just said, those are just models which we connect to something meaningful to try to find the meaning, which is unknown. And the meaning doesn't come from our mind. The meaning comes from one multidimensional world and higher levels of 5D until 11D consciousness. And what we don't have to understand, but let go and live with. And this is how true potential is growing. And this is why it's very important for us who understand this to be as loud as possible because usually we are pretty much silent <laughs> comparing to others who actually didn't grasp this yet. And I just say yet because everyone has potential and everyone can live on their highest potential. But it looks like us as light workers or leaders from the feminine side of energy needs to speak about this and to be louder about this and to say, hey, it's safe to be who you truly are, to be your authentic self and to just do what you love. And that's the whole point. So I'm grateful from the core of my heart that you just make a beautiful symbiosis of science and what I have been learning and living and sharing for the last 15 years. But what happens if some segments of me wants to go in one direction and another segment of me is questioning things and another segment of me wants to go in another direction? And this all happens in the period of transformation until the dragon is born from the egg, right? So we stop, our life lose the meaning, everything is screaming inside of us, and the transformation begins. In the transformation process, we are trying every single possible things, going in so many directions, and make things even more complex <laughs> and complicated <laughs> until we finally get to the other side. Please, for all of those who didn't experience that break and who didn't experience the process of transformation, help them how to grasp into that and how to go through that transformation more, more joyfully and grounded and much, much less painful as it can be. Thank you. Thank you for leading us to this place. I love arriving here. And I, I, I would like to ask all of us who are listening to this now, how it feels to arrive to this place, the place where we are discussing such different forces within us and such different, different directions that we can take at any given moment. And I think it's such an important question because it's also, it's not just a psychological question, it's also a moral question because we live in a world where there are so many excuses, so many excuses to exempt ourselves from many moral decisions. And sometimes people make decisions in favor of profit, which later hurt some other parts of themselves and then create additional issues for others as well. 
So I will start by saying this. There is a caveat to what I'm about to say. The caveat is this, to really understand our inner, inner multitudes, our inner multiplicity, mm. we have to have capacity for that. When we are stressed, overwhelmed, when we are going through a lot, when we are under the hardcore effects of trauma, all these tend to kind of put blinders on us. And we think that we, what we are experiencing is the only thing that we can experience at that given moment. Mm-hmm. And somehow our tunnel vision begins to get even narrower. Life begins, begins to grow harder and harder. And it's really difficult to distinguish between who I am as I'm experiencing this and who are these other parts of me. So that's, I'm putting a little caveat on that for all the people who are listening to this, who are going through a difficult time. Mm-hmm. However, However, I'm going to pose another question. Think of the time, any time, where you had the most uplifting experience of your life. Who were you with? What were you doing? What were you experiencing? And let me tell you, you will find different layers and different parts of you being present at that moment. So I will illustrate this with an example. Again, as I have just mentioned, Oxford. When I was in Oxford, of course, the the scientific part of me really wanted to rush there and learn new things and connect with other scientists as well. But it wasn't just that part of me. There was also a mystical part of me, a part of me that loves old schools, old universities, that really feels all the great humans who walk the hallways can really connect to tradition and to history and and the greatness that exists still exists within those hallways. But not only that, there was also a part of me that loves to explore, that just loves to go into unknown locations, to, to be open to unpredictable, the unpredictable, and just meet life at that point of, of the unknown. But not only that, mm-hmm. there was also a part of me who loves to connect. They're really like that, like the, the part of me that really loves to enjoy and to hug and to be present with others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all these different, these are mine. Every one of us has ours. Some of them are really typical to us. And some of them are, as we would say, common to everybody. On a deeper level, I just want to distinguish this from uh, the archetypes. On a deeper level, layer below that is archetypes as a universally recognized patterns of thinking, being, and behavior. Mm-hmm. However, what we're talking here, if you're familiar with the internal family systems model or any therapeutic system which discusses different parts of our psyche, when we sit down and really allow all these parts of us to emerge. They bring in their pain, but they also bring in their wisdom. They bring in their aspirations, but they also bring in their fears. Some of them are fearless. Some of them need more support. But what's what's the most beautiful thing about it? Once we begin feeling different parts of us, once we begin again feeling and accessing the deeper knowledge, we get to the place where we are whole, where we can accept the paradox, 
where we can at the same time understand that we, yeah, can be a little broken, but at the same time, we're also whole. Mm -hmm. And when we gain the capacity to tell the difference between these parts, to really access these parts, to connect with our breath, to connect with our body, to connect with the complexity, the beautiful complexity that they bring to our to, to, that they bring to our life, we are connecting to the core of human experience. And again, possibilities are endless. Probabilities become more probable, and it's quite inevitable that the mystery, the huge life's mystery, will take us even deeper and a deeper and 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 unbelievable journey. So one of the things why it is extremely important at this time and age to think about the other side of us, to think about the intuitive part of us, to really engage with what is present with our feelings and emotions and sensations, but not just that, with the cultivated capacity to be with ourselves, to be with others, mm-hmm. then again to open up those mystical spaces those mystical places where the best of life rushes to meet us mm-hmm. that's why and that's why i i don't even think that we can that we can move to the next level of sustainable growth of sustainable revitalization rejuvenation of humanity without really appreciating touching, connecting with each other, connecting with higher purpose, connect, connecting with our present self in the face of life's mystery. Mic drop. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> you know, when I was discovering these parts of myself, um, it was very interesting and I gave them names. So I, I, I'm really aware which part of myself is actually, you know, on the stage or talking to you or wanting to go to, I don't know, swim on a Lipkada island in two hours, which is kind of impossible to get there. But you get what I'm, what I'm saying. Uh, and once we all, and I will say that that way, my parts, once we all actually gathered we discovered that it's a beautiful, beautiful wholeness. And the journey which you just mentioned is more beautiful than I could ever imagine. And I believe that the moment we understand how magnificent we is, we are just as we are, it's the moment when the change begins. And when that reconnection with ourselves starts, and the light starts to shine. And when practically we become wanted, no matter if we want that or not, the leaders for our others, but to show them a way. So I didn't say a leader in a masculine perception, but in a very feminine perception to show them a way. What happens in life is that Usually people are not aware of this, and this is why I'm very grateful that you you joined me on this show, and I believe it will be an extremely valuable episode. Uh, we encounter other people who are not so aware of this beauty, 
and they are kind of uh, like, what happened to you? Like, how are you achieving all of that? Like, what does she think she is while you are only living your life and you are only your best self as you can be? Like, flawless, like, floated, like you are. So, um, what is the best way for all of us to find this path? and to truly live our true authentic selves even we encounter other people who really don't get it and <laughs> practically to be the beacon of the change which can like a ripple effect like if we have one person that person will have their family and so on and so forth like a ripple effect what is what do you what are your thoughts about how we can be that little rock which falls in the water and creates the ripple effect for everyone else around us it is is it just being us or are there any you know activities or whatever you believe could be helpful to share this to as many people as we can before I begin answering or attempting to answer your question, <laughs> well, you you started it philosophically. <laughs> so before I attempt even to approach the ans answering to this question, um, I just want to express my deep gratitude because the world of artificial intelligence in business is really scary. It's scary. There's so many dark places, and uh, the way that you embody your beauty and your genius and the way that you so benevolently lead others into the world now artificial intelligence among other things is is so beautiful and gives me hope it really as an individual as a mom as you know entrepreneur as a therapist as a researcher it gives me hope and when when i took your classes and when i took your advice i was like i really trust catherine this is it. I'm, I'm, it is safe to follow this path. So I really, really deeply appreciate you. And I want to make this a public statement for that very reason. Uh, when we're going through our own transformation, we often are not aware that we're transforming. We, we are in a state of really being hit and slapped and, and burned down by life. And we're wondering how did I, and how did I get to this situation? The first thing that we really need to keep in mind is that, again, science confirms, is that all of us are ex expect, all of us are experiencing certain neurological states, biological states, which dictate our thoughts. So when the stress becomes overwhelming for a body, we tend to shut down in places that are quite dark. And we all experience the same thoughts. I'm all alone. Nothing is working. There's no way to get out of this situation. And this is the nature of the state that we are in. Usually at this point, when we're deep in the state, nothing is working. Usually we're trying our little coping strategies. We're trying different things. And that brings up even more hopelessness. Mm -hmm. But what we need to remember at that point, at that state, that it is just a state. What we need, instead of running away from people, is really to to go out and to look and to catch and to grab those little little glimmers in a day, to really search for people who are there for us, people that we feel good with, mm -hmm. teachers, 
that whose presence we feel very good in. The, the lectures, TEDx talks, YouTube videos, classes, whatever, whose voice is really soothing because those are other humans which will help us regulate our system. And they're almost like the little guiding force to the next state. And the next state is the one where we have more energy and where we can kind of start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's a human experience. We all go through this. And at some point, it's really good to get professional help as well. But what I'm really, what I'm really big on, I'm really big on really, really, really naming people in our life who are there for us. People in our life for whom we know that if things go bad, this is the person that I call. And just by hearing this person's voice, I know everything is going to be okay our pets, our favorite places, you know, take me to the woods. <laughs> I, would, I would ask to be taken to the zoo. And I didn't know why. I just thought that I liked animals. Now as a grown person, I don't go to the zoo as much because it saddens me to see animals in captivity. But again, the presence of animals for so many of us is healing. The books, poetry, the movies, the music, they all have a healing effect, which is immediate, which helps us really give meaning and process what is going on there. This does not equal, let's understand, this does not equal professional help. Like professional help is something else. But if we do understand that we are human and that we move through different states, this is why science is important because science really states these things. You have a dorsal state, you have a ventral state, you have sympathetic state. Like you can go, you can really understand on a logical level. So when the trouble arises and we're feeling a lot of things, we kind of know what to do. So my advice, no matter what state we're in, no matter what stage of transformation we're in, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly transforming. And it's going to happen again. <laughs> going to happen again it's going to hit like that the next stage is going to be the next stage there is an initiation there is differentiation there is moving from there has to be a beginning and the ending <laughs> and um and but 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 to really 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 understand that we have to cultivate these resources in our lives the books the teachers the music the 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 kind of nourish our environment that we can that we can fall into even if we're curled in a ball on the floor or if we're rising again because again it's human nature to rise and to be there for each other so when we meet those people who may not be in the best place mm -hmm. compassion just being with what is just being with them is healing on its own mm -hmm. and so what i like to say is that when we truly embrace our nature, our different parts of us, our, 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 our multitudes within us, we can truly be a blessing, not only for ourselves, but we can be a blessing to others as well. Or to put it in scientific terms, we become stable co-regulators for people around us. Yes, <laughs> build a stable world. <laughs> <laughs> it's good you said that because I would probably go on the other side and say well we're just channels 
<laughs> I want to be blessings. And I want to, if you don't mind, I, want to, I just want to highlight one more thing. What people normally think, especially high achievers, I love working with high achievers. I'm a high achiever myself. And uh, we fall into these traps. We really fall into so many traps of workaholic, being a workaholic, being a high achiever and everything that that brings with it. But we also like to stereotype the feminine side. So what you will normally hear from a high achiever, male or female, is like, oh, what are you going to just sit around and wait for things to happen? Or are you just going to sit there with your feelings? Is that what you're going to do? Like, that's the feminine side. I'm sure you're going to agree. I'm also inviting all of us who are listening now to really tune in with our own stereotypical views on what it means to engage what we traditionally call a feminine side. Because some nasty little voices are going to come up where in reality, when we talk, things that we're discussing here today is really the ability to feel life to connect with ourselves, to connect with others, to connect with the higher purpose, to connect with our goals, to connect with our vision, to be present with what is, and to have the capacity for both stress and complexity. So any way we go, <laughs> anyway, in any direction we take this conversation, it scares me to think about so many humans who are suffering right now and who don't get it. We just don't get it. That is why we are here. And yes. that's why we're doing what we're doing. And whatever our core business or thing that we're doing in is, there is a greater mission behind that. Because in freedom and liberty, which we bring by helping these people, we are actually making the change. We don't have to change the world. We can change just one life. And that's already mission accomplished. Um, what you just shared is so close to my heart. It's amazing that someone like you, we're both very intellectual, we're both scientifically oriented, but also a very spiritual, I will say. We're also on, on both scopes of our mind as a great, greatest, like I would say the greatest, what, what makes us humans is our mind animals don't have such a potential so why we are using just like such a low level of our mind potential when we can go right there i was high achiever i still am but i'm different high achiever now one of the parts of me was a high achiever then there was a restless guy who will start like five things at the same time and we all have to go there and and then it comes the burnout, right? And we go in the circle and then on and on. So my dear listeners, I want to share with you one beautiful thing. This is going to happen over and over and over again until you wake up. <laughs> and when you wake up and things are starting happening again and again and again, you will just know that's okay. You will just know it's a phase and you will just know it will pass. And the most beautiful things happen when we actually become magnets for what truly we are and on such a beautiful level of energy because 80% is inner work for all the high achievers over there and 20% are skills. 
So we can learn any skill we desire, but if we don't work on ourselves, with our inner selves and reconnect with our inner being, we will not be such a powerful high achievers as you who get some kind of results in material world really believe you are. So let's let's sparkle a little bit light on that. My dear Vanya, if someone would like to connect with you, if they would like to work with you or just, you know, get in touch, what's the best way how they can find you? For the professional crowd, I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Vanya Bokum Popovic. And on Instagram, I'm also highly accessible as well as on Facebook. Uh, as as you as I've already mentioned this before, when we discussed it, my website is totally totally out of whack, as kids would say it, uh, because I have been experimenting with this with this idea of how little do we need to show up and in which impactful ways, so that we don't lose ourselves in algorithms and in all of these things. And I'm so again oh, grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful for knowledgeable experts such as yourself were really, really, really devoted to providing us with such valuable information for tools, for mindset concepts, for philosophies, for practical philosophies, and uh, and softwares, which can enable us to be more of who we are and less what the world and algorithms require us to be. Mm-hmm. So thank you for asking for my contact info, Vanya Bokun Popovic at gmail or Vanya Bokun Popovic on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We will leave the links in the description so, so they will know. Thank you so much for being my guest. I truly, truly enjoyed and I hope you did too. It was such a pleasure and such a privilege. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for joining us on another inspiring episode of The Catherine B. Roy Show. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Dive into the episode description to access additional resources and connect with me, Catherine B. Roy. Whether it's business growth, personal development, or simply making the world a better place, we're in this together. Subscribe, write a review for The Catherine B. Roy Show. Share it with your loved ones and stay tuned for more remarkable guests and valuable insights. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams and turning your passions into thriving businesses. This is Catherine B. Roy, signing off.